Oh yeah, dig it. Hello, welcome to episode eight of the Macho Movie Man podcast. Sorry, I'm not good with numbers and my brain's a bit fried at the minute. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode. Uh, today's film is uh, my favourite Edgar Wright film. And uh, with me today is uh, a Edgar Wright fanboy. If he will, uh, if he will not be ashamed to admit it, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. Hello. Hello. This is the master of the DMC. <laughs> DMC, the notorious DMC, Dean Murphy Curran. I do live up to the name. I'll tell you yes, that. <laughs> yes. Many, ma- many, of many a sesh. Yes. Many a sesh. A hundred percent. Yes. Jeez. When he, when he's, when he's not getting up to mischief. Oh, okay. Well, we could leave that out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Very yes. excited to be here. And, um, yes. Yeah, the nerves are kicking in, yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I will, uh, I just want to set off, I feel like, I'm pretty sure in the Lilo and Stitch episode, me and Brennan almost accidentally outed you as an alcoholic. <laughs> he is not an alcoholic, guys. No, it's, it's a functioning alcoholic, there's a difference. <laughs> yes. There's a, a big difference. Uh, so today's film is Hot Fuzz. Yeah, honestly. Um... Uh, let's, before we start, um, do you remember where you, where you were when you first saw this movie? Yep, I actually do. This is this is quite funny. It was um, I was in my cullen. It was gifted to me when I was twelve year old years old by a cousin who I had just met for the first time, who came over from England, and oh. he introduced me to Edgar Wright. I had never watched an Edgar Wright film before, and then got absolutely hooked after that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's... My first time. This was the first Fifteens movie I ever saw. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't see it in 2007 because when it came out, because just thinking back, the first time I watched it, my sister showed it to me and my brother and she and she had she was living in Australia for that year, 2007. So I believe it was 2008 and it was because I was really pissy about the fact that she and my brother went to see The Dark Knight in cinemas and didn't bring me. Oh my god. Which I, so meant I didn't get to see The Dark Knight in cinemas. I had to wait until we got the Blu-ray at Christmas. I remember that. And, like, watching it for the first time on, like, New Year's Eve 08. Uh, and, yeah, that that wasn't even the first time that happened, circumstance-wise. She and my brother went to see The Hangover and didn't bring me, so I got pissy, so she bought <laughs> me. So she told me, oh, we'll go see a movie, just you and me. And I tried to get her to go see this uh, British slasher film. I can't remember what it was called. It was 2009. I think it was called, like, Obsession or something. Or, like... It was very much what would happen if 13 Reasons Why was a slasher film. Oh, dear God. <laughs> that um sounds interesting. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, so that was the first time. Uh, and, yeah, that was that was just a nice memory. And, like you said, that this was my first Edgar Wright film as well. Yeah. Although I was too young at that point to really know who what that was yeah i think a lot of people's favorite and first one they watch i think as well yeah air air age definitely yeah 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 that or Shaun of the dead i remember uh, like the first time i saw Shaun of the dead was in secondary school they played it for us nice on a a friday you know just casual film (laughs) oh no a casual secondary school film was fucking white chicks oh (laughs) Jesus Christ, how did that even get played? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Hot Fuzz, it's basically a buddy cop movie about British police officers yeah. uh, set in a small Gloucestershire village. 
Uh, one is played by uh, Simon Pegg, who's the big city cop, and the other one is Nick Frost, who's the bumbling local cop, son of the police chief. You know, loves his action movies, wants to do proper police shit, and uh, there's a lot of accidents going around town. Yeah, very high accent rate. Yes, to, you know, high say accent the least. rate. <laughs> uh, the cast includes, obviously... Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, as this was the second film in the Cornetto trilogy of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, The World's End. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's basically, it's called the Cornetto trilogy because they, they eat Cornettos in all of them and the different... Uh, the different colours represent... Um, genres. Yeah, so obviously the red is the blood. horror genre uh, for blood, yeah, blood. Zombies. This is blue because blue is the cop colour. And then green is kind of sci-fi aliens, yes, you know? absolutely. Funny uh, enough, it's actually um, it's based off another trilogy. The Three Colours. The Three yes. Colours, yeah. Yeah. Christoph Kowalski. Yes, I know that because I, I had Phelan for yep. multiple years. Yeah, th- yeah that, that he, would do it. He, he <laughs> likes his Krislavski. I did not pronounce that right. There's was, a, there's a, yeah, there's a lot I of vowels there. I was, I was about to say Mike Wazowski, honestly. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then it has just a... What a cast, like... Yeah, it's ridiculous. This has, this has the most star-studded Richard cast outside of a Harry Potter film I think I've ever seen. Yeah, um, half of them are in Harry Potter. Yeah, Jim Broadbent, <laughs> he plays the chief of police. Timothy Dalton, <laughs> form, former James Bond, plays Simon Skinner, the local supermarket magnate. Uh, you have Lurch, Rory McCann, who went on to be... The Hound. The yeah. Hound in Game of Thrones. That is just one of the biggest leaps I've ever seen. I, I did not know that until I searched it up. I was like, this can't be the same person. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have the two Andys, Wainwright, who's played by Paddy Considine, who ended, who would later go on to be in The World's End. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have Rafe Spall, who's the son of Timothy Spall, who was uh, Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. actually know that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You have Olivia Coleman as Doris. Yeah, we have uh, who she is. <laughs> Steve, Stephen Merchant as Peter Ian Staker. <laughs> Mr. P.I. Staker. Kiss Staker. <laughs> and uh, the swan, you know. Bill Bailey is uh, Turner, the guy the nobody tells me nothing. Yeah, him and, and his twin. <laughs> yeah, all, they're the same. the same. No, they're actually twins. Are they? Yeah, because there's a scene where both of them are in the... Same shot. Oh um, shit! Yeah, I thought I just thought I just thought he was playing both characters. No, it? it's um yeah, it's actually referenced as well through the book they're reading. Um, oh. so I think it's what was the name? I actually have it here. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So one of the Bill Baileys is uh, reading an Ian Banks book, and the other is reading an Ian M Banks book oh. to show the difference between them. <laughs> Oh god! And then uh, Arthur Webley, just uh, the guy they get, the guy who you know they need the they need uh, the cop with the dog to uh, translate. <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, that's David Bradley, uh, Filch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although at this point, as someone who's watched Game of Thrones, Filch has I can't look at Filch the same way after seeing Game of Thrones because uh, Walder Frey is such a bastard. <laughs> You know what? I I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Jake. I have never seen Game of Thrones. No, but he he does a he does a heel tur he does a heel move. Yo, know, he, you you know the Red Wedding though. Cause, oh yeah. Yeah, basically he instigates that. Like he's oh. the guy. Like he's the guy who's like hosting the wedding. 
So very much, you know, part of that. And just after that, everyone's just like, bastard. <laughs> and now I can't look at hit Filch or like his work in Doctor Who the same way. Yeah, I actually saw it as well. Like, half of this cast was in Doctor Who as well at one point. Yeah, everyone's either been in Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, or um, yeah, uh, Harry, uh, Doctor Who, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, a lot of them, it was actually a very star-studded action cast as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you have, obviously it's the second one in the Cornetto trilogy, uh, Peg and Wright and Peg had free reign to do whatever they wanted after the success of uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, And they interviewed uh, real-life police officers. They did, yeah. um, That's why on the DVD you have an audio commentary from actual officers. mm, Yeah, they like... um, A lot of police officers praised it for the fact that they actually did paperwork in it. (laughs) And, like, multiple lines were, like, taken from the actual interviews. Like, the... I'd like to think my uh, office is out on the street. Yeah. I think there's a deleted scene where, like, he kind of... That's turned on his head because he's after moving out of, like, the barracks and stuff. And they show his stuff out on the street. (laughs) So his office was the street. Yeah. Uh, They wrote it over 18 months. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and Simon Pegg lost two stone and took various different forms of training, like weapons training, and he deliberately learned how to do the bicycle skid yeah. at the start or just at one shot. I find that so funny. <laughs> uh, certain actors uh, who were in this just said, I want to do work. He, they saw uh, Shaun of the Dead and they like rang up... Uh, Edgar Wright was like, I really want to be, I really want to do work with you. So they wrote Skinner with Dalton specifically in mind and Jim Broadbent just asked, please let me do this film. He was like, can I please be in your film? And they, they made Butterman basically. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nick Frost agreed to do it on the, uh, just because he want, under the strict rule, I want to name my own character. Mm -hmm. And they asked him, could you, they gave him a list of over 20 action films to watch. He only watched Bad Boys too. Yeah, that that's amazing. That is. Uh... I heard he like he actually there was times though that he acted a bit like a prima donna on set. Maybe. Um, no, he's he he's the one who like gets the. I, I don't want to diss Nick Frost because I love Nick Frost. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. But, <laughs> yeah, but he's also the one who like has like has if you're measuring success. I feel like he's probably had the least amount, but he's still been successful, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Where was this? Uh, There was an early draft of the script that had a love interest for Simon Pegg's character, but they kind of consolidated her role into Danny because they were just like, "You you have enough in this buddy cop dynamic to where you don't need... Yeah, uh, and I and I can't see how this movie would work if you add in a love interest like. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think it's like it's too natural with yeah. the two boys. To, I feel to... like you'd it'd be really unnatural. Where it's just like, oh, the Danny has a sister or something, yeah. you know. And it was really clever, I suppose, using like um, uh, Nicholas Angel's like ex at the start, you know, just yeah. To, that's Kate Blanchett. I know. I'm like, what the? F- what oh, is this cast? <laughs> the, the cameos, like, I'll I'll name off the cameos here. Kate Blanchett plays the the ex. Yeah. Uh, it what was her name? Julie? It wasn't Julie. It was um. Oh, in in the film. Oh, yeah. Um. Janine. Janine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the start, like literally, when the when they're just telling him you're being reassigned, literally. 
Martin Freeman, Steve Coogan, and Bill, Bill Nye. Nye. Uh, obviously, Bill Nye knew was was in Shaun of the Dead, but I imagine his schedule was just so busy. Yeah, he filmed all his scenes in one day. For which Shaun of the Dead or uh, for Hot Fuzz? Well, he was only in, well, he was only in two. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I imagine he was just like, I can't fit this into the schedule. Yeah. I'm too busy playing a squid face. Yeah. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> and the guy who stabs uh stabbed him in the hand in that one picture, Peter Jackson. Yeah, the stabby Santa yes. was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, the stabby Santa made Lord of the Rings, and unfortunately, The Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> uh, elements were taken from Dead Right, a film that Edgar Wright made when he was about eighteen or nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the te- where they used uh Sanford. Was uh, actually uh, Edgar Wright's hometown. Yeah, Somerset. Wasn't uh, Wells in Somerset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I love that, by the way. I love the idea where it's just like this local guy becomes famous, makes this big successful movie, and then his next one he comes home and like makes the film in his own hometown. Yeah. Be like you making a movie in Moy Cullen. Honestly, that would be hilarious. But I think he um he All wanted that, to do uh, it um because. Like, he, he said, oh, he, lo- he loves his hometown, but yeah. at the same time, he wanted to destroy it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> also, like, it, it fits perfectly. It does, yeah. Yeah, and uh, also, the scene where, the shot where you have, like, the tidy, I call them, like, the tidy towns, uh, <laughs> judges, like, the top village judges, uh, the two females, yep. uh, the Maz. Yeah, the uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's mothers. Yes. I have no idea who the other guy was. But oh, I had his name here. I think it was Peter, Peter Weir or something. Yeah, yeah. Peter White or whatever. Anyway. Uh, uh, okay, so, yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it all for what I have in terms of notes. I know you've, over, you've <laughs> overcompensated yeah, I, to I, quote Shrek. I, I got into it. It was like I was writing my dissertation again, to be honest. Oh. Um, but I do have one about um, Wells, actually. They had to digitally um, remove the cathedral f- so for um, the film, because Edgar wanted the, the, it to be a village and not a city. Yeah. So to get that um, title, he had to digitally remove a cathedral. Oh, for wow. <laughs> anyway, so we'll do step by step. Yeah. Uh, it opens up with the narration and basically just setting up Nicholas Angel as this super cop, basically. Yeah. The cop they have to send away because he's just making everyone else look bad. <laughs> I, I love that line of, the, the truth is you're making us all look bad. Yeah, and he gets unwantingly transferred uh, by, a, by a, a Harry Potter cast worth of a famous British name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a you know, a pre-fame Martin Freeman, a Steve Coogan at the height of his uh, movie stardom. Hello, Nicholas. How's the hand? <laughs> How's the hand? Still a bit stiff. Oh. Uh, and yeah, and we see the his relationship with his ex. You know, that's pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do he, like that. It's just kind of yeah. gloss over. Like he's not trying to get her back or anything. Yeah, it's just, no. you know... It's just um, it's like you know, uh, is is it Bill? It's like. Do you think Bill's the type of guy? Yeah. It's Dave. It's Dave. Hello there. <laughs> Janine, I'm moving to the the country. I'm not Janine. <laughs> Is it Bob? Uh, Hello there. Yeah. I take, you know, every time I watch that, I think, is that you and McGregor under yeah. there? Oh, God. Uh, upon arriving in... Well, you get the amazing bit of editing, which I for a PLC, I literally covered like that uh, scene for like an assignment on like... Uh, editing 
Okay. It was for, I, for when I was in Ballyfermis. Oh, really? Yeah, me, me and Ronan did the same uh, PLC just a year apart. So, like, I did it, and then when I moved up here to do GCC, he was down doing it in uh, Dublin. So Jeez. I missed Ronan by a year in terms of... Uh, I swear Ronan. to God, Ireland is too small. Like, it. <laughs> Yeah, the, but, the amount uh, of people you meet. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, that's why me and him will just randomly get into conversations about like how amazing chicken rolls and sausage rolls in Valley Firm are. But uh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, we get the amazing bit of editing to where it's just like you know, and in like an American film, they would have just shown like overhead shots of like the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but here it's just like him the editing of him going through the train journey carrying the plant, like he's going out of signal, going yeah. into signal just to show he's moving into the back of nowhere. The two different taxis, you know. Yeah. But uh, he arrives in Sanford, he meets a couple locals, he arrests multiple underage drinkers. <laughs> yes. I see you've arrested the whole village. And uh, Danny as well. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I I did note I forgot to point out in notes, uh how how pissed off uh Nick Frost was having to wear a Bristol Rovers jersey because he's oh, yeah. a big West Ham fan. Yeah, I, I heard that. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, like, it's like me it? wearing a Spurs top. Imagine. Oh, I, I think you'd be so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Be me wearing Liverpool jersey. Oh God, <laughs> no. Oh, actually, no, no, it's more a City jersey at this point. Yeah, honestly. But, uh, yeah, no. So it's uh, obviously uh, next day he discovers. Yep, uh, Danny's actually a policeman. Yeah, which is just. An amazing setup, like yeah, uh, and yeah, he meets the rest of the team. You know, he meets the Andes. You know, they kick a bin at him. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It's it's uh no! It's talk to him. It's half a struggle in itself. Just bang. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's me. Me kicking a bin like that. A uh, house party, <laughs> which we won't get into. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, and uh, he meets us being the NWA members, neighborhood watch alliance, not not the rap group, but it is actually connected. Like um, for, okay, very slightly, but they, I, it's because NWA had the song obviously "Fuck the Police." Oh, I didn't, re- I didn't even know, I didn't even cop that. Yeah, that's that's why um they had it as yeah. the neighborhood watch. Lines. Uh, yeah. So he meets, starts meeting them. You know, Skinner runs up to him in the street and starts just acting so <laughs> sussy. I'm a slasher. He, that guy, like he, I know he is. I know he's meant to be went the way, but he is the most suspect person. Yeah, and I love the fact that, like, everyone's very open about who they are. Yeah. But it's, it's trying to be a red herring, yeah. even though it's just true. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we start to see how he's not gelling with them at all. Just like, do you want to do a sermon in church? No, I'm agnostic. <laughs> oh, I think I have a cream for that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then we just get, like, various scenes of uh, Nicholas and Danny trying to work together. And Nicholas just not just not being able to deal with Danny. And it's just like, oh, have you ever fired your gun in the air and gone, ah? Yeah. You know, how, no, is it like, how is it like being stabbed? Yeah. Have you ever shot anyone? Just him in the school. It's just like, is it true if there's a place in your man's head where if you shoot it, it will blow up? Oh, stop it. It's so good. Oh, and uh, we get the swan. The swan, yes. Peter Ian The star Staker, of the show. <laughs> the, that's a red herring in itself. Like, yeah. everything they set up in this bit comes back later on. It's just so well written. Yeah, like, the foreshadowing is crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, the swan and the paper mistakes him for Nicholas Angle. Yes. Oh, good old Tim Messenger. <laughs> Which reminds me of a guy I, I knew in that Valley Firm PLC whose name was Coleman Angle. 
Oh, really? Which is the most Nicolas Cage uh, <laughs> name I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah this is true. <laughs> he would play that character in the 90s. Yeah. But uh, anyway, getting off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then we get maybe, for me, the highlight of the film, the uh, shoplifter chase. Oh, yes, yeah. It's... With uh, a joke that I didn't get until three or four rewatches in. When I'm old enough to realize what the mean, because I didn't get it when I, in like oh wait, because I was like ten, but I'm um, just like you mothers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just a bunch of mas pushing prams. Oh yeah, stop! It's it's gas. I, I love as well in the in like in the shop when Danny's just reading the super cop. There's just a copy of Shaun of the Dead <laughs> sitting there, and it's just all the pure bargain bin. Yeah, I was <laughs> like meet the cop who can't be stopped. Oh. And, and then fucking uh, Angel just takes yeah, off. <laughs> all of those movies would be on Star the now. Yeah. That's that's Disney Star just has such a two euro DVD <laughs> bin energy going on. Yeah. But uh and uh, obviously the fences. The fences scene, which is a hallmark of the Cornetto trilogy. In the first one, Simon Pegg uh, tries to do the jump and but fucks it up. To be fair, he got falls. over it, but the, the and, whole fence came down. Yeah, and uh, but he gets up and tries to play it off, and then in this one, he like fucking terminators it and is just doing backflips over it, and Danny just like, oh, I can do this, he just runs through it. Yeah, I love, I love how subtle it is. Well, like he, I feel like Nick Frost properly actually tripped. Just yeah, <laughs> he really just gone head first. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then uh, and then you start getting the actual sort of plot forwarding uh, they pull over Martin Blow and Eve Draper mm. and you know he and he just antagonizes him by just writing shit down yeah uh, and then they get invited to that shit play oh my god one of the I, I'm sorry it was it was a masterpiece of the play I don't know what you're talking about here <laughs> I forgot you're a, you're a musical theatre hey. <laughs> yeah that's the best interpretation love me love me say that you love <laughs> me after Romeo and Juliet are both dead oh god I, I love I love Simon Pegg's reaction to it just the, the dead expression of like what is going on <laughs> uh, and then they learn about their standing in the community before they get killed which is a nice little thing that whenever someone gets murdered you, you find you just hurt find out a little bit more of like their standing in the community yeah uh but angel certain angel is suspicious about the circumstances because he can't find skid marks yeah no it was being childish oh. <laughs> oh. uh then they deal with the farmer issue you know <laughs> why do why do we need saxon it's not saxon that we need it's like <laughs> oh there you go yes what did he say he said, what did he say? A hedge is a hedge. A hedge is a hedge. I don't see why he's getting all moaning about it. <laughs> and then the asbos. Asbos. And then we get you know, the pair bonding at the pub. Uh, they help George Merchant home because he is, he's he's legless. I think that is such an underrated scene. Just the, the whole, like, how much do I owe you? The absolute, he's like, 20 quid. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And there's your cheat. God bless him. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then they start watching movies, you know, by the power of Grace Scully shows him his action yeah. movie collection. And, uh... <laughs> Point Break or Bad Boys 2? <laughs> which you want to watch first? You are pulling my leg. I didn't realise until now, but that, um... That, that cuts then to one of the cloaked figures pulling, um, Merchant by the leg. The editing is so... 
I have, I have no, I fully understand why you love Edgar Wright. The editing in his films is amazing. It, it, honestly, I, I don't know how it can be topped, to be honest. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so they just press play and it's like, this is about to go off. <laughs> Bang, and it cuts to uh, the house just blowing up. Yeah. Uh, and again, no one believes Nicholas's theory when he starts thinking maybe these accidents aren't accidents. Yeah. So uh, you're saying this wasn't an accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's your perfect Sunday? <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, then the village. Oh, my favourite death in this entire thing. I mean, come on. It's every. Ha- I, I struggle how it can be any- not anyone's favourite. <laughs> because what happened to Skinner is not a death. But uh, uh, the village faith. And it's just, he accidentally shoots the doctor in the leg. Yeah. Which, is, uh, which, is, uh, which is like, he's a doctor. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, um, did did you like actually that I I found this out the last day fucking um, Nick Frost uh, Nick Frost character in um, Shaun of the Dead Ed like he um, he wasn't allowed the, the gun because um, sorry but, like uh, what you call Sean was like oh yeah he um, I don't think he should have the gun he he shot his sister in the in the leg um, when he was younger <laughs> oh my god it's uh it's it's just I need to rewatch Shaun of the Dead I haven't seen it in so long oh, it's it's brilliant. Uh, this is definitely the one I've seen the most. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, um, anyway, so, uh, the village fate ends in horrible circumstances mm-hmm. because you see the shot of, uh, Leslie Tiller whispering into George, uh, Tim Messenger's ear and he then says to Sergeant Angel, I'll talk to you at three o'clock round by the, round, uh, around the corner by the, mm, yes. by the church and, uh. And uh, it turns that way, and he c- just gets there in time to watch someone, uh, a cloaked figure, push a wonky sort of out of place church steeple off, and it goes right through his head. Yeah, which I like. Which just... is that the movie mate got its rated R rating just for that scene alone. <laughs> I feel. Yeah, like um, I I I found it, like it's so it's 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 kind of hilarious at the same time. He's just waddling around with it's, this massive cinder block on his head. Dark humor at its finest. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, and then again, no one believes that it's an act that it's murder. Everyone just thinks it's an accident because <laughs> everyone's mentality just accidents happens all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they've all been brainwashed. Uh, and this time, no one believes him, and uh, he gets pissed off at Danny over it because Danny doesn't believe it either, and it's just like you know, you and your monkey. <laughs> Does he mean me or that? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh. uh, yeah, and, uh, but then, you know, Frank reassures him the next day, everything's fine after him and Danny have just been uh, trying to work out, oh, so this means that, because mm-hmm. that's the thing, it, it builds up, it builds up this plot where it's just like, oh, this, uh, you know, there's money leaving the community for, like, a retail park or a shopping centre out yeah. of town that's going to affect the town. So that's what you think is the reason why whoever's doing these killings is doing these killings. Yeah, like, the, he, it's crazy because, like, he was right on all accounts besides the actual explanation. Yeah. That's because he's, like, he's he's seen too many crimes where this is the reason. There's always a financial reason. There's always a reason of, like, this person is doing this. Yeah. There's people to benefit and people who aren't going to benefit don't want it. Basically, like, a high motive, but... yeah. Yes, very, very much a Garth Brooks Crow Park situation. 
Oh my god, that's brought back memories, Jesus. Oh no, I watched Real Indy as the other night. I'll get into it later. <laughs> but um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so Danny, uh, Nicholas, and Danny have started doing their theories, and uh, he forgets it's Danny's birthday, so he goes out and buys a Japanese pizza. Yeah. And uh, you get, he learns that Leslie Tiller was moving away and that she had gossip that she was talking to Messenger about. And just before he can go into his car, get his notebook to take that information down, he turns around and she's got a garden shears to her neck. Yeah. Which is another thing where I was just like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, no, it, it was it was brutal. Like, this film is fairly brutal, but... Yeah, it holds off on... But again, it's like the first two murders are like... They're kind of they're they're not bloodless, but they kind of cut away. So in the next two murders, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, you kind of don't expect it. Yeah, and then it's just like she's just there, kind of eh, reacting <laughs> to it. Oh. But yeah. uh, yeah, and then he and then he chases the suspect, but the suspect gets away, and again, no one believes him. And just like, oh fuck, Leslie Tilla tripped and fell in her own shears. <laughs> yeah, well, Martin Martin whatever his name blew fell in his pitchfork <laughs> last week. <laughs> Leslie Tiller was fucking murdered. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, and he thinks he knows who did it. Uh, so he storms into the supermarket and uh, just reads the right act of skin. It's like, I know you did this because of this. And it's just like, uh, pulls up his uh, leg and is like, no, there's no scar. Mm. Oh, shit, it's not him. Yeah. And yeah. then we, we get the kind of first um kind of hint of the the plot he's like how could i possibly in several be in several places at once yeah and uh yeah so uh nicholas is pretty much on the verge of a breakdown at this point you know frank's just being like you don't want to end up like sergeant potwell <laughs> uh, he had a great big bushy beard yeah it's oh it's so sinister but not at the same time yeah but uh yeah so he's just told go home rest and uh you know, see how you are in the morning if you need time away or whatever. And then he gets home and they've sent Lurch to kill him. Yeah. And uh, just playtime's over and <laughs> smash. And that's a lovely little bit of character building that he smashed the Japanese peace lily. Yeah. He, he killed that and, you know, because he doesn't need it anymore. Now he has Danny. Yeah, like his his, his prized possession is yeah. now Danny, basically. Yeah. He has someone who can help him switch off. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, uh... Yeah, and he finds out through Lurch's walkie-talkie that uh, there's a meeting at the churchyard and, you know, has he been taken care of? Yarp. Yarp. Uh, did you hurt him? Yarp. Is he going to get up again? Narp. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> uh, and then he discovers the NWA is a murderous cult hell-bent on preserving their ideal version of Sanford... And there's, while everything in terms of his theory about why certain people were killed because they know information and they knew planning and they had rights and, you know, this person had the money to give to this person and this person bought in on it, that was all correct. But the reason why they were killed wasn't that. It was mm. for trivial reasons. Like, Martin Blower was a shit actor. Eve Draper had a terrible laugh. George Merchant had a hot hideous looking house that didn't keep up with the aesthetic yeah. tim messenger was a shit speller leslie tiller was gonna leave and... yeah pretty <laughs> much and uh yeah and you find out that frank is the head of it and he was just driven so mad by the, his wife's suicide yes, that yeah. he's just so hell-bent on uh preserving the sanford that she wanted yeah, and I, I love the little detail as well. You know the the hat he's wearing? Yeah. Um, It has VR on it for, like, um Victoria, just yeah. to show how 
behind Sanford is. Yeah. Because, you know, it doesn't have the Queen Elizabeth on it, you know. Yeah. And it's very much, you know, and again, I do love the little line where it's like, I'm a Wild West nut. Mm. And the ending is very much a Wild West shootout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so Nicholas, uh, Nicholas tries to flee and he finds really fucking creepy, like all the dead bodies. Yeah. Although one thing that does bother me is like, what happened to the teenager's parents? Like there's a bunch of dead teenagers and it's like, has no one reported these people missing? Actually, yeah, you're right. That that was never touched on it at all. Yeah, it's like, are they from out of town? Did, did just no one care? <laughs> did no one care? Like they've like they. I imagine they've been dead for a few days. Yeah. Like, and you know they killed the 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 living statue, and that's just a creepy shot. He's just yeah. under there, not moving. Yeah, that. Oh yeah. God. Sergeant <laughs> Popwell's skeleton, and he still has the great big bushy beard. The beard is the only thing left of him. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how that how that works, but it's funny. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hair doesn't decay. <laughs> no, all skeleton, all skeletons. Have, you know, I'm gonna have this uh, hair with yeah. a skeleton. Yeah, you're gonna have a mane as a skeleton. Yeah, is it? you're you're still gonna have a little uh, goatee. Yeah, that's just uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just glued onto the skull. <laughs> okay. Oh, this has really gotten off topic. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We haven't mentioned animated nipples, so, like, that's one ahead of uh, the Lilo and Stitch episode. Although now I've said it again, they're just going to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I told you, Jake, don't do that. But, uh, yeah, and basically, uh, Danny helps him escape by doing the fork and the ketchup trick. Yes, yeah. Which was... Um... Like again, foreshadowed. Yeah, which is what he tried to do earlier. Have you ever tried to do that? The ketchup packet with the fork thing? I have not, no. Neither have I. I'm glad I didn't do it though, because he does it to his eye, and it's like, you know me. Uh, Yeah, we'd both stab each other in the eye, like. (laughs) And only one would be intentional. (laughs) I'm tapping the nose, the audience can't see that. (laughs) But, uh,. Yeah, so he offers him his car and just like go back to London, you know, you know you can't fig- you can't fight what's in Sanford, you know, it's an entire village and you're just one man. Yeah, and we get another lovely little reference to um, Chinatown. He's like, For- forget it, Nicholas. It's Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the int- That's what I love about this whole spin on it. It's pretty much small town England, but with a big city plot. Yeah, pretty much. And it works. Yeah. It works so well. Like, yeah, and it's you could tell like they've studied the genre. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what you can tell with all the Cornetto trilogy. Because when you look at something like, because uh, I was looking this up when I was looking in the post production notes, uh, what everyone did in the gap between this and the World's End, and it's pretty much you know Simon Pegg and Nick Frost worked together on Paul, which mm. they wrote, but Edgar Wright had no involvement in that. So it's very much you could tell what Edgar Wright brings to a project like this as opposed to what they can because Paul is very much a more straightforward... Yes, yeah, I, uh, I get what you it's mean. It's a yeah. more straightforward version of what uh, The World's End was trying to be. Like, yeah. It's very much a homage to like classic sci-fi, whereas at the, the World's End is very much a British send-up to certain genre elements of sci-fi. 
Yeah, and I know it's like the, and, the world's end. smarter as well. Yeah, it's, I know it's not everyone's favourite, but I really a- appreciate that film. Like, it would it'd probably be up there in the Cornetto trilogy for me, to be honest. Honestly, Cornetto trilogy for me is like Hot Fuzz, World's End, and like yeah. my least favourite would be Shaun of the Dead. And I still really like that, but it might yeah. just be the case of like, I'm not as much a horror guy. Yeah, that that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah you know, um, like honestly, I think I might agree with you to be honest. Um, because like the the world's end, I just love the, the the fact that like this is what anyone who is pissed out of their mind would probably do. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love the fact that the world's end uh, flips the formula because with Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, it's Simon Pegg's the straight guy and Nicholas Frost and Nick Frost is the, you know, the comedic one. You know, mm. like the unreliable, the flawed. Yeah, and we get it. And this time, you know. Nick Frost is a straight guy and Simon Pegg is the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Which I love that dynamic, by the way. I know this works perfectly, but also that is just... Yeah, it really like, works. He, he was able to switch so easily. Yeah. Which, which was I a... still think that's the best performance Simon Pegg's like, ever given. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of sad as well. Like... of anything. Oh, definitely. Fuck. We've... We all know, so we all know at least one person who's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to name myself, but no. I'm up there. <laughs> ah, no, you're not that bad. Uh, no, give me, give me five years. Give me five years. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, no, so uh, Nicholas tries to leave, but uh, he's inspired by a bargain bin action DVD at a garage. Yeah. Of of course it's um, who's which is being worked on by I swear to God someone who probably would have worked with uh, Sean in Sean of the Dead at the <laughs> at the electronics shop. Yeah, my God, like but, that uh, is the most brain dead human I've ever seen. Yeah, and uh, he just goes back. He clears out the weapons room. He just you know, I I didn't know we had a mounty division. <laughs> Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> and he and he, honestly, this is like the most badass thing I think I've ever seen in any British movie ever made. Him riding in on horseback. Yeah. Oh, it's... oh and he kicks the farmer's mum in the face. Yes. After the session, we're just like, everyone's packing heat. Who's packing heat? Farmers. Farmers' yeah. mums. Yeah. Uh, and the, both farmers are just packing heat. And he just <laughs> kicks her in the face. <laughs> He's just there with a the bloody nose like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I saw something as well. It's like, they could have had an opportunity to do this, like, in Shot of the Dead, where there's an actual granny zombie. Yeah. But instead, they chose to just kick an actual granny yeah. in the face. <laughs> uh, and he begins taking out NWA members in, like, the town centre, just one by one. Like, he shoots Treacher, the guy with the big coat, yeah. by, like, knocking him over. And he didn't kill him, because you can see in the mug shots later, but it's just like, Jesus Christ, it looks like he breaks his neck on that ball. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do love that kind of trade that yeah. he still ke- keeps with him. He's like, he's to the to the book till he dies, so he's like, yeah. he's going to try his hardest not to kill anyone. Yeah, and uh, you one who owns the shop, who's a cunt for, like, only letting one school shooting in at a time. <laughs> yeah. like, I, like, I knew shopkeepers who, like, would give dirty looks to us students whenever we walked in the shop, despite the fact that we were, like, a good fucking percentage of his business yeah. when it came directly from us. But, uh, yeah, but it's just, like, you could tell she was a heel just by that. <laughs> it's just, like, only letting one in, and then her downfall is all the students coming in, and just the alarm just going, like, bing, ba bing, ba bing, ba bing. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. it's well set up. Yeah, the school, my, although my favourite one is, uh, your one on the sh- your one on the trolley and she's just firing at will and, <laughs> and Danny, Danny just opens the door. 
god. And that's when Danny gets in on the action, and they take it, and they take everyone out, and all oh, the priests. One was uh, amazing, where it's just like, uh, just like, aren't you a man of God? And he just says this really cool and passionate lines. Like, ah, oh, fuck I off. Realised that was Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Was it? Yeah. Holy fuck! I didn't even know that. Yeah, like that—that's him. I was. Like, Whoa. I was... I, I, no words. See, I'm losing words again here. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just like, ah, fuck off, grasshopper. <laughs> Which just reminds me of that one Friday Ted episode where they're at the, we're at, the we're at the rocks where there's no swearing allowed mm. and the people are just angry and making up their own swear words. <laughs> yeah. The um, son of a birch. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. You fr- You flipper. Yeah, but I, I love the fascist <laughs> hag. Uh, <laughs> hag. And uh, no, and he just shoots the priest and says, Jesus Christ, as he falls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, so they eventually get into the pub and you get the nasty, uh, you don't you, they don't kill the guy, but he, the fucking trap up on the ceiling just falls yeah. and gets him around there and it's like, that's something out of a Saw movie. Yeah, like that. That that's it, gonna hurt. <laughs> but it doesn't kill him either. It's just kind of like I'm pretty sure it's like in the like backs of his neck, mm. like you know, fucking up his nerves. Yeah, he's he's gonna be um in a bit of pain for a while. Yeah, it's gonna be in one of those dog collars. <laughs> but again, we come back to a bit of foreshadowing. You ever fire two guns while jumping through the air? Yeah, and uh, and then they they're able to convince the coppers other coppers that. Uh, yeah, things aren't what they seem, and they all turn on uh, the Frank. The fuck are you talking about? It? <laughs> yeah, he's not even from round here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. So afterwards, Frank flees, but uh, they go to the supermarket, and it's like, oh, here comes the fuzz. Yeah, and you Great get line. and you get the supermarket chewed out. You know, he puts Michael in the freezer, <laughs> and uh, he forgets to. Uh, Do you tell him to cool off? <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't say anything, but then he reminds him of the playtime's over. You want the fucking change. Oh, stop. I love Danny getting so excited about everything. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's a bit later on with the car chase uh, when him and... uh, him and Nicholas are chasing Frank and Skidder and he's uh, out the window shooting and he's just like, God, you can see him marking out because yeah. he's doing all the things he mentioned earlier in the film that he wanted to do. I love the fact that he's still going bang, 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 even, bang, bang. <laughs> even though he's shooting, like, for oh, real. He's so precious. Oh, he's the oh. ultimate hype man. Oh, definitely. Oh, and I, the amazing bit where it's like they're firing up against the deli guys and uh, they shoot the... Big stack of uh, pasta tins, and uh, one of the Andy's turns around and sees the other one covered, yeah. covered in like what he looks like blood, and he just goes around like ah, and starts shooting the guys like hold that, Andy, it's okay, it's only bolognese. <laughs> oh, it's so good, like. <laughs> and anyway, so uh, obviously Skinner flees, and uh, they get in the car chase. They stop to pick up the swan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is- I never knew. There's a scene at the end where P.I. Staker and the Swan are reunited. Is there? Yeah. Is I, it a credit scene? I think it's just at the end, but like in the background. But Aww. I, I, nev- I never realised it. I, I, I still haven't seen it. I've just... Good on you, Pistol. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, and eventually they crash and they end up fighting Skinner and Sergeant Angel end up fighting in the model village mm. which is another thing that was set up earlier it's like oh you want to be a big man in a small town fuck off up the model village <sighs> and like that's the best case of this town is too big for the both of us yeah. uh, 
uh, thematics I've ever seen. Like, yeah. they're just literally fighting, like, a Godzilla Kong-style fight. Yeah, and I, I, I love, like, they're, they're keeping with everything that they, they said uh, that they earlier... Um, Aaron A. Aronson. Yeah, and then when Simon Pegg... Um, well, sorry, Nick, Nicholas Angel tries to punch... Um, uh, what's what, Skinner? Yeah. He, he, he gets caught straight away because his hand is still stiff from, yeah. <laughs> from the stab. Like. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, and just like, it's not your village anymore. Yeah. And he's just like, thanks for the help, kid. And it was just like, what's your name? Aaron A. Aronson. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Turns around and Danny is held a good point. Oh, no, you're missing the best... Uh, the Oh, sorry, the, the, the point break. The No, or, the spike. Oh Jesus! Yeah, sorry. He the spike fall. He uh, and it's the fact that like it's he trips over the mini truck of like his own supermarket yes. chain. He literally his his hubris is his own do is his own downfall. Yeah, and he goes flying and spike chin trips people. And he was and it was said and it's pointed out that he was the one who killed Tim Messenger by by pushing yeah. spike over. So it's a turnaround. Bit of dramatic irony. Yeah. And it's so gruesome. Yeah. And oh, like, this really hurts. I'm going to need a lot of ice cream. <laughs> What's worse is like, like if you miss all the, you know, yeah. the arteries, it's, yeah, that, that's actually going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to hurt. Like, like you see in the mugshot later, they haven't removed the yeah. spike. They've just removed him from the thing. But the spike is still like lodged yeah. up there. Oh, but uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then obviously Frank holds Danny at gunpoint, but uh doesn't go through with it and Danny gets to do the point break moment have you ever fired your gun in the air and yeah. gone ah because he can't shoot his dad as well there was a little another bit Um, he shot it all because he knew if he just put the gun down Nicholas would uh, pick it up and try to shoot yeah which is great like uh, um, and yeah so he tries to escape in the car and they're just like should we have told them about the swan <laughs> and then the swan they just they got a a uh, far away shot of him just crashing the car. Yeah. And that's why every and that's why now everyone whenever anyone sees a swan, they're just like, You can break your arm, a swan can. Yeah. Um, and he did, he did break but, um Frank Butterman's arm. Yeah. Uh and then obviously uh Nicholas turns down the chance to go back to London and they start doing all the paperwork, but it's interrupted by the doctor who uh manages to escape all the arrests. Uh and he's just like, you're a fucking busybody. Goes to shoot Nicholas. Danny jumps into it, takes the bullet. Uh, and then the doctor gets knocked back from a big fucking running roundhouse kick. Sets off the bomb and the entire station goes up. Yeah. And, um, and they do the fake out of like, oh shit, Danny's dead. And then they do a year later. It's like, oh, he's not dead. But re- it's, And it's all okay. Realistically though, they should all be dead. <laughs> yeah, they should. But you know, you know it's hot fuzz. It's gone. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the one bit of like mo- Hollywood movie logic that they do in the film. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the step by step. We'll just quickly go into post production because uh, let's see if we can actually get this done under the hour. Because yeah. we were worried that we wouldn't. Uh, post production. Uh, a release date. Finally, the first time I've fucking been doing this podcast where the UK, us in the UK, got the movie before the Americans did. We got it on the 16th of February, uh, 2007. Mm. Uh, the US got it on 4-20-2007. Yeah. April 20th <laughs> in the US. Uh, opening weekend. It was made on a budget of $8 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Opening weekend in the UK, it made $11.5 million. 
which is a lot for the UK, to yeah. be honest. Uh, and then the US made 5.8 million, which isn't too bad considering. Yeah, considering it's British yeah. humour, like, you know. Yeah. Total American gross ended up being 23.6 million. In the UK, it made 41.2 million. Uh, giving it a worldwide gross of 80.7 million, mm-hmm. which is interesting because, like, at this point, I imagine they would have looked at those box office numbers and was like, maybe Edgar Wright is the guy for this Scott Pilgrim yeah. project, you know? But uh, I was actually looking this up on my way over here. In terms of... Uh, I, I didn't get to look and see how many weeks it spent at UK number one, but I did see it ended up coming in 10th in uh, the top 10 grossing UK fil- films in the UK for 2007. And looking at that list, it's a killer's row of films right there. Like, there's a lot of big films. Yeah, like, what was something? Uh, the number one that year was Order of the Phoenix. Oh my god! But like it's in the same list as like Order of the Phoenix, Atworld, Pirates of the Caribbean three, mm-hmm. Ratatouille, Jesus Simpsons Christ. movie, Mister Bean's Holiday. Christ, that that's actually pretty impressive. Like yeah, like, oh god, what else? Born Ultimatum. Born Ultimatum was two thousand seven. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No. Like Shrek the Third. Like, the amount of films that were on that list and it's like, Hot Fuzz being in there, that's big, to be yeah. honest. Like, I, that's Against a, all that's those franchise films. Like. Es- I, yeah, in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it was the third part of the Cornetto... The, the third part of the Cornetto trilogy would come in 2013 with The World's End because after this, uh, all three members of the trio went their separate ways to do other things. Obviously, Edgar Wright focused on making Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and was focusing on getting Ant-Man made. Yeah. Which didn't happen in the end, but, you know, he bounced back, you know, Baby Driver, and eventually we'll see Last Day in Soho. Yes. Or or was it Last Night in Soho? uh, I believe it's Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho, which I'm interested in seeing. It's, It's scheduled for this year. Is... I, I, I've seen this, but is Kevin Spacey going to be in that? I don't think so. Because he's, he's listed in the cast. I, I, I don't think... I, I don't know. I, I, it's been a while since I've checked Kevin Spacey's IMDb <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah, I, like that's why I'm so curious, because like, he, yeah. he's still listed, which I was like, okay. They, maybe they, they would have had to have cut him out. Like when they released the Baby Driver DVD, yeah. my favourite thing about it was the shot, all of the shops I saw it in, the price tag was always over Kevin Spacey's face on the DVD <laughs> cover. And then on the back where, like, the silver thingy majig is and the other sticker, every bit of Kevin Spacey's face on both sides of the DVD was always covered. Jesus, that, that's that's marketing at its finest. Yeah, thing. and, uh, yeah, so, obviously, and then Nick Frost went off to do films like The Boat That Rocked and Attack the Block. Obviously yeah. not as successful, but... He was still working in the UK yeah. with frequent, uh, frequent nature. And then obviously Simon Pegg went Hollywood, you yeah. know. He Mission Impossible. <laughs> well, he'd already been in Mission Impossible 3 before this came out. but uh, When was Star Trek? Was that 2008? 2009. 2009, okay. So, he ha- so he'd have like two Star Trek films under his belt by the time The World's End came yeah. out. Because Into Darkness was also 2013. And he'd have Mission Impossible 4... And he started doing some of his own solo films, like Run, Fat Boy Run came out in mm-hmm. 2007, and that weird film he did with Megan Fox in, like, 2009. 
What was that? It was like how to lose friends and alienate people. Oh. I think it was like him, Megan Fox, Jeff Bridges was in it. it Jesus. It, 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 didn't, it, it wasn't well received. Remember that one we watched, uh, Slaughterhouse Rules? Yeah, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> y'all now, y'all, y'all haven't, y'all haven't let me eat ice cream in a cinema since. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a story, mother yeah. of God. I've never seen Thomas so angry. <laughs> Kept, Brennan caught that popcorn without even have, without even wanting to. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's pretty much it for final sort of post production stuff. Do you want to give just your final thoughts on the movie? Well, my thoughts are always going to be very positive. I yeah. am literally Edgar Wright, Darhead, like diehard, basically. Just, I, I, I did a dissertation on him. Like, like, yeah. yeah I, 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 he has no faults in my eyes, to be honest. You with Edgar Wright is like me with Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And like, I just realised, we never talked about one of the biggest parts of that film. The greater good. The greater good. <laughs> It's uh, is it never said without like someone else saying it as well. Yeah, it's always said twice in, in like nice. any time it's said. That's really clever, yeah. And it's always said like non no like at the very start it's like, Oh yeah, they're a little underage, but yo, starting again into stuff out there, you know? <laughs> All for the greater good. The greater oh, good. good. Yeah, I realised it's she, such a cult. Your your one in the pub is the mother in Deshaun of the Dead, isn't she? I don't know, maybe. I swear, like half the cast just keeps. They always, going they, over, always like. they always, turn come around somewhere, you know. But uh, yeah, so pretty big on it. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I will watch this film or, or any Edgar Wright film a uh, hundred times over. To yeah. be honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. With uh, with me, it's like this. If I if I always write up like a top twenty films, this breaks top fifteen. Mm. Like not top ten, but like yeah. thirteen or fourteen. Like, yeah. this is high up for me. A lot of nostalgia for this, you know. Obviously, yeah. first R-rated movie. You know, it's that film where it's like, you like it as when you first watch it because you have that sense of coolness. Like, oh, I'm watching a movie that's for 15-year-olds and <laughs> I'm like 10. Oh, I feel so mature because, like, my sister kept saying, don't you fucking tell mom about this. Yeah, yeah it had that bit of, like, yeah. a rebel attitude to it because, yeah. like, you're watching this film that has gore, and everything else in it, but at the same time is like. And then this. when you watch it when you're older and you and you're more into movies and how they're made, it's like this is so well made. Yeah. You know, and then when and then when you're even older and you start to understand the comedy of it more. Yeah, like you're like and the writing as well, because like the editing and stuff, you know, you get that earlier on, and then when you start to start, start looking at script wise when you're older, it's like. Yeah, this is really good as well. It's it's very difficult to have a cast bounce off each other so well like yeah. that. You know? Absolutely. Like, delivery is everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, pretty much just an all-around great film. Yeah. And that, that I would I challenge s- anyone who says otherwise. <laughs> that I feel is just the best of the three Cornetto films. Like, I know some people argue for uh, Shaun of the Dead and not enough people argue for The World's End, but, like... This just is the best one. Yeah, it is yeah. the magnum opus, as they would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. It's my favourite police film. Yeah. In, in, in any sense that I can think of, you know? Yeah, it, it does the genre justice, I'll tell you that. Unless, and uh, you can't, I can't really count The Dark Knight, because that's not... <sighs> I, I'd still put that not, under, like, superhero. Yeah, that more, that's more law and order. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much.
Yeah, so that that that's it for this week's episode. I'm not sure what next week's episode will be. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just enjoying a sweet sense of freedom from college yeah. at the moment. College is over. Yes, uh, I still have not. Uh, my feet have not hit the ground that is no longer there yet. On that fact, but uh, ah, we, we'll cross that bridge when we, we get will, to it. We will. We will survive. We will yeah. survive. Uh, I'd like to thank you, Dean, for. I was going to say thank you for coming in, but I'm in your house. <laughs> it's all good, George. Thank, thank you so much for having me, and we will have to discuss the other two. Yes, Dean will be back to discuss Shaun of the Dead and The World's End at some point down the line. There will be a part two, don't there worry. There will be a part two and a part three, even though we're not taking this trilogy in any sense yeah, of order. No, not at all. We're starting with the second one. Although it does help that this trilogy has no order. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you could watch any of these, and it's like, you're not like, oh, who's this character? Because they're all different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Dean, for coming in. Thanks, man. Uh, I will be back next week. Uh, again, I do not know the movie as of yet. You will find out when it gets uploaded. Uh, but thank you and uh, goodbye. Thank you.